This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Now, uh, Turikura New Zealand are on a mission to support organisations, groups, and communities to build their cultural capacity and cu- cultural sustainability. But uh, most recently, particularly throughout the last year or so, there's been a real focus for them to support Māori candidates in their local elections, and they've been holding um, wānanga across the region. So today we're going to be speaking with Dr Kirsty Barber about uh, their mahi and other things that they are noticing on, on that journey. Morena. Um, morning, uh, to here. Um, oh, um, thank you for joining us this morning. Um, I think all listeners here know that this is one of my uh, my pet things. I like to talk about local elections and I like to talk about the people standing for them as well. So, of course, I'm really interested in the work that you've been doing. So can you tell us sort of what prompted your involvement in boosting civic engagement this time round? Um, yes, well, Kelly, who's my co you know, colleague, um, he actually ran in 2019, and that's where we met you if, mm. originally. Yeah. Um, so that was a real eye-opener, um, and we learned a lot about local democracy. Um, in our case, we're Waikato District rather than Hamilton City Council, but nobody is covered in glory. Waikato and District had 34% um, voter turnout for the local mm. government elections. Um, certain groups will vote as a block, we found out, to our cost. Um, so basically we get the representation of the perspectives of the people who vote um, and in our case of course there's really underrepresented communities, Māori, rangatahi, young people and yet we, we had the privilege of going to the local government NZ conference a couple of weeks ago and the sort of new hashtag which I think came from Mokotapania up there in the far north, amazing young man, hope he'll be Prime Minister one day, but it's called, it's hashtag Mokopuna Decisions. Mm. So one of the most powerful lobby groups down there were the young elected members, and that's the thing. This is this is our future generations we're talking about. You know, as, as Pākeke, we are sort of holding the space for those coming through, and we need to make sure that everything is actually in reasonably good nick for them to take over, because it is these big complex decisions that are, are necessary and are really confronting everyone um, are really important and need to be. Um, yeah. Democracy only works if we all get involved, basically, and, um, and and that's the thing. We need perspectives and diversity around the table so we can have genuine um, creativity and innovation and solutions and not just the narrow perspective of a few people, you know, mm. who often go in unopposed. You know, the biggest threat to democracy is incumbents getting in unopposed. <laughs> Which I think is something we're seeing at the moment. There was an article in um, the Waikato Times yesterday, and just even looking at the regional council and uh, city council, uh, sorry, Hamilton City mm. Council's websites at the moment, there are not many candidates have got their name in, and we've only got a few days yeah. left. I know exactly. there's going to be a big rush at the end, but it does look like some candidates may go unopposed. Yeah, it's, and this is the thing, we're, we're in the same boat as you, and we're trying to put out as much... Um, you know, as, as much kind of encouragement as possible for people to step up for their communities. Um, and, and that's the thing. And, and people are worried, I think, about um, that, you know, whether they're qualified enough, et cetera. Or well, the wonderful Tipamatu just said, you know, <laughs> which I thought was brilliant, you've been on a school board, you've been on an iwi trust, a marae committee, you're ready for council. So, um, 
as you said, we, we've we've managed to interview. Thank goodness, we've had some wonderful, amazing, inspirational speakers from around the country, and they're on our YouTube channel, Manatangata Mana Mangai, Mangai with two A's, because this is Tainui, and we do the double vowel here. Um, but when you consider what those people came in with, with virtually nothing but a commitment and a passion for seeing their communities thrive. You know, Meredith Akukatu Brown from, from Gisborne, you know, she talks, and I know that neighbourhood because I married into Tamanahiri and spend a lot of time in Gisborne, but she talks about the neighbourhood of Crawford Road, and I mean, that's the Bronx, the absolute Bronx, but she got a neighbourhood committee together and they made a community plan and presented it to council. And if we talk about mana enhancing, you can't get any better than that. She described their faces when they realised they could influence things, mm-hmm. that they actually did have a voice and that her role as a counsellor, she sees it, is to facilitate that voice. So, you know, it, and everybody we've talked to, Lisa from out here in, in Raglan, um, you know, yes, there's reading, you know, you've certainly got to be able to read, but there's support, there's, um, and if we get a big cohort of not so much like-minded, you don't have to come from a particular side of the political spectrum, but, you know, people who are wanting to collaborate, wanting to form relationships for effective outcomes that make a difference to their communities. And I think local democracy, as you and I both know, is the trouble is that people don't actually understand how important it is, um, that actually most of the big decisions about what happens outside your front gate and inside it um, are actually made, in our case, Ngarawahi or, or Hamilton, not Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, and with some of the big reforms coming, you know, for example, that balance between what is central, what is local government, strengthening communities, how do we ensure local voice? Um, and, and, of course, with that, the resourcing balance. At the moment, it's you know 90% local, 10% government. There's a big push in the local government reform to have that ratio change significantly to really, you know, I hate that word in power because it gets misused so often, but really to enable communities to make the decisions in place that work for their communities, for their young people needing employment, for their whānau needing housing, you know, for them, all of that, for their clean water and, and airways and what goes where. So, you know, it's so important and we need a lot more than 34% mm. people voting to make to make a difference. Yeah, Trouble is, that 60% who don't vote, and that's where our kaupapa comes in, I think. Um, the 60% who don't vote, don't vote because there's never been a choice. So you can't mobilise communities to get out and vote if they don't have someone who looks like them to vote for. So that's our other strand is really trying to support candidates. Yeah, why would I vote for somebody that I don't know or doesn't look or sound like me? Um, It doesn't resonate at all with me. And, you know, when you're talking about um, the impact of local government, I often think of all the missed opportunities because if you don't, you could use um, the mechanisms of local government if you wanted to, for things like better climate action or on entity, whatever it is that you know gets you going, you can use mm. local government for that. But it's just seen yeah. as a a big entity with no real accountability, and I think that's often a little problem as well. So, in the Wanangan that you've been hol- um, holding, what are you finding mm. those barriers are to people's you know stepping up? It's a scary thing. What do we need? They need more of. Um, yes. I'm, I'm the impatient Aquarian in the team. Um, Coey's the patient Torian. Um, I want everything by October, and I'm not <laughs> sure we'll get that. Um, and that, that's the sad part. I think 
people aren't aware enough, and, and, and unfortunately council websites are a very movable feast. Some are good, some are appalling in terms of being able to navigate. Um, just understanding how council works. So um, they, they, there isn't that awareness and that, and, and I, don't, I hesitate to use the word civics education because that can and has been so dry and awful. Mm. But really, any kind of civics, if you like, is any time we participate in our communities, you know, rather than just acting as individuals. So there is a huge um, world out there to be explored and helping people engage in the, the future of their communities and not just um, their own individual little, you know, well, it wouldn't be quarter-acre block these days, would it? Their no. mid-rise apartment. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, the so that that's part of it. It's just there's a, that general lack of awareness about local government, democracy. Um, it hasn't been a welcoming or invitational space, and that's you know no disrespect, but the reality is that we have mostly, predominantly old white men in these spaces and sometimes that's because they're the ones who can afford to not get a very glamorous salary or they're semi-retired but we get a very narrow perspective when that's the case um, and they don't tend to, especially for rangatahi, you know, young Māori for example are incredibly political, they're incredibly engaged, They've got, we've got amazing leaders coming through mm. but they go, well why would I waste my energy in a space like this? with so many barriers and not enough pathways and, you know, so many really hard-to-navigate um, processes. But that, there's no reason why that has to be like that. It can change. But we need, it's the chicken and the egg, we need the people in there, the diverse perspectives, the values, the priorities that say, hey, you know, <laughs> we need to, to change this up so that we're actually effective. And unfortunately, you know, we're not going to get that kind of, systemic change until we get people in there that go, hey, you know, we're here for our communities. We're not here to, you know, just get bogged down in bureaucracy. Mm, and it is a bit a chicken and an egg um, problem for sure. Yeah, and, I, and I think about some of the barriers to people even wanting to, uh, you know, to sit at that same table when you've got um, your colleagues or fellow councillors making often racist comments and... Um, and often flaring it up with the narratives on social media, so which puts you in a really uh, dangerous at times predicament because yeah. we know how young Maori women are treated, in particular on uh, social yeah. media. So it's like, why would I put myself in that particular exactly. position? So, do you see uh, local government New Zealand making any moves to look whether I don't know whether that's conduct um, uh, code of conduct, whether that's some sort of uh, yeah. training for um, the elected members? Yeah, there's a lot of change coming, and that's what I mean. I think this October elections, if we can hold the space, if we can get good people with good heart being willing to stand, it's not onerous. You don't need to be, you know, hugely qualified in anything, really. It's just um, um, having a knack. I don't play nicely with others. I'd probably be horrible in that space. But anybody that's got any kind of collaborative, um, is good at relationships, is good at listening as well as talking... Um, local government, there is a huge amount changing. A lot of it being driven by um, the Māori contingent, Te Maruata Rupukakahaere. Amazing people there. We had a hundred at that, the pre-conference day with them, with that rupu. Um, also with the young elected members. So there is a huge amount of change. And one piece of change that has, well, 
the obvious one also of course that's changed is um, Māori no longer need to go out to the Pākehā community and get their approval to be enfranchised mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so that was one major piece of change and that was pushed by people like Tony Boynton down in Takatani who went to the minister with 11,000 signatures and said this just isn't on so now of course we have Māori wards throughout the Motu which is great um, so that's going to be a different voice. Um, but the other thing that's, um, in terms of being harassed and why would I put myself through this, um, the one of the things that's um, come through, of course, is there's now been a change to the Electoral Act, so you no longer have to put your physical address on your yeah. billboards and your advertising material, and that's to address a very simple change, but that's to address exactly that issue that, um, you know, that women in particular, Māori as well, you know, were getting harassed in their own homes, um, because that piece of personal detail was on on their mm-hmm. material, it doesn't have to be now. So there are some changes that are coming through, and so as you mentioned, it's really holding that space. We're probably not going to see monumental shifts uh, in turnout, or even maybe the number of candidates standing in this election. But it's just that uh, I guess we we need some patience <laughs> over the um, as, as we get the change that we need and that we deserve as well. So nominations close for candidates on the twelfth of August. Are you hopeful that we're going to have a decent number in Waikato District? Oh, I hope so. We're, we're, the numbers seem to be climbing a wee bit. We're holding a bid wang, wānanga on next Tuesday out here at Omaidalpa at Fatafata, specifically around Māori candidates because, and that's not being, you know, one way or the other. That's recognising that um, groups who get, like you say, like women the same, get particularly isolated, harassed, you know, and um, so this is to get that strength in numbers. And that's the thing about October. Stand, people, stand. Because once we get that strength in numbers, you won't be alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to reduce that isolation that many new councillors, and in our case particularly Māori councillors, Māori candidates feel. So we've got a, um, a this wānanga, and we've got some wonderful Māori kura um, speaking at it. Tipa, Mahuta and Katarana Hodge, who are the Māori constituency reps for the regional council. Uh, Lisa Thompson from out here, Whangaroa Raglan. Um, Arama Ngāpō, who's South Waikato councillor and standing for mayor, and um, Hinga Few, who's on the um, Kafia Community Board for Ochrahanga um, District Council. So, a mix of candidates being able to be applauded and encouraged, and also these wonderful Tuakana that can speak to them and, and give them advice. So, mm-hmm. we we're trying to find out exactly who's standing to, and for some reason, people like you say are, are holding off to the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, so a plea, oh, not exactly, not what we'd hoped for, but a, a reasonable amount of um, Māori candidates are standing in both um, Waikato District, um, Ōtmarahanga and um, Hamilton City. Um, oh, so sorry, we, are, we are going to, about to get cut off. Could you just give us your website oh, and social sorry. media? I'm sorry about that. Sorry? Your website and social media so we can... Um... Oh, I've got you. So, so Taurikura New Zealand um, and Manatangata Manamangai. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, oh. Kirsty Barber. Oh, nice. um, thank you for the work that you're doing as well as joining oh. us this morning. You too, dear. Namahi. Okay, matua. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.